you have coasters, what other improvements are here in the Hoon Wall Studios? <laughs> I have a cutting board now. Wow. Is it one of those and cheap trivets. Were you um or is it one of those cheap plastic cutting boards or is it fancy wood? It's wood. Yeah. I have wood utensils now too. Oh wow. And like this Well you're packing wood, aren't you? <laughs> Um, yeah, well, not at the moment, but. So I understand that, um, well, before we get started with this, this is Mel Plapus. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. And, uh, I understand you completed, uh, the circle is complete. You've Barbenheimered now. I have Barbenheimered. Barbenheimered? Is that what they're calling yeah, it? Yes, it's called Barbenheimered. Okay. That makes sense. Cause it's smushed together. Yeah. Yeah, I have Barbenheimer. Are we gonna we're we gonna go right from there? Um, Unless you have any lingering business you want to get off your chest. I don't think so. I don't think we had anything left over from last time. Other than uh, last time, we might have said we were gonna do Hall of Center. The the uh, you know you hurt my feelings, um, but you, uh, you as you mentioned, it is not quite available for rent, and you didn't see it in the theater like I did. So no, because you're cool. Yes. So yeah, I did Barbenheimer. Um, of the two, I think Oppenheimer's a masterpiece mm -hmm. and Barbie's a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, elaborate, please. Uh, you know, the rest of the world doesn't think so. It doesn't, doesn't seem to agree with me, but I'm more interested in your disappointment on Barbie. I think we can both agree that Oppenheimer's a masterpiece. I too have mm -hmm. Barbenheimered. All right. Well, here's, here's the thing. I thought the movie was Okay. It had some fine moments. There were some moments that got some major laughs out of me. Mm -hmm. However, it's Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig. Right. Two of my favorite filmmakers at this point. I think mm -hmm. Lady Bird is a masterpiece. Okay. And their last collaboration, Francis Ha. Love that movie. One it's, of my favorite films. It's amazing. It's fantastic. He didn't do anything with Little Women, did he? I don't think he was involved with that at all. And I haven't okay. seen Little Women yet, although I should for yeah. for completion's sake. I still haven't seen that one yet. I just, so, my, going in, my expectations were high. Uh, and, and maybe they should have been tempered somewhat. It was fueled by the fact that the movie is so enormously popular right now. Uh, and so, and, you know, that and, you know, hearing a number of pundits talk about it, including Papa Marin. Um, oh yeah, I I was just I was ready to be blown away by it, and I I was not. Uh, I I thought it was it. I realized that it was you know. It's it's an adult film in many ways, but it was still a Barbie movie. <laughs> yeah. So there's only so much they can do. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my very favorite parts of it is it is it Issa Rae who's in there? Yeah, Issa Rae. Issa Rae. I think I, I, from Insecure, yeah. Yeah, uh, saying motherfucker and having the Mattel <laughs> logo over her mouth. Yes, yes. That was, that was one of the best parts of the film. I, and Margot Robbie's fine. Ryan Gosling is fine. I, I, I appreciated some of the humor uh, about, um, <laughs> about uh, you know, like the bad music and everything, you know, the Matchbox 20 song. Yeah. Um, so, so, I, so I heard, I mean, I think before we continue, um, if you haven't seen either Barbie or Oppenheimer, oh, this is going to be a spoiler heavy, yeah, this is this spoiler is probably, heavy discussion. This is going to be the time to, you know, wait or not watch this up to listen to this episode until you do. You shouldn't watch this episode either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, so I, the performances were fine. Uh, Simon Liu, I thought was great too. You yeah, know? Simon Liu. Yeah, S Simon, fine. Simon Liu, uh, and uh, it, I, I definitely appreciated. Um, uh, oh God damn it! Why can't I think of his name all of a sudden? From Arrested Development. Uh, Michael Sarah. Thank you, Michael Sarah as as Alan, right? Yes, Alan. Uh, Ken's, yes. Ken's uh, Ken's friend. Ken's friend. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I appreciated that a lot as well. Yeah. Um, he was he was great. <laughs> yes, 
you know, and Will Ferrell was Will Ferrell. He was Will Ferrelling all over the place. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. I enjoyed American Ferrera. America yeah. Ferrera. What, whatever. Amer- right. America, America Ferrera. America Yes. So, like I said, there are things that I like, but with those two filmmakers, I was ready for something that was just kind of mind-blowing. And I think it's interesting also to think about Barbie in the context of white noise. Okay. Which I think was a more successful satire. I, I actually was surprised how well Noam Baumbach pulled that off. For, for what everybody says is an unadaptable novel. Um, and in many respects, true. I mean, there, there. Be, I had read, I had read White Noise before, you know, years and years ago, and then I read it again before the film. And so all of the major differences in the f- between the film and the book stood right out to me. Um, but overall, I still found it to be a successful and enjoyable film. Uh, one of his, I mean. If you see white noise, then to me it's more evident his contributions to Barbie. I, to me, especially the ending dance scene. Yeah. Well. Yeah. See, I thought about in his contributions in terms of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh sure. Okay. Because this isn't the first. I mean, isn't the first kid movie that he's he, worked. He's on. worked on. He did Fantastic Mr. Fox. Right. And he did Madagascar three. Mm-hmm. Europe's most wanted. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Um, so man's got to pay the bills, right? He's got he's got child support. Right. And alimony to Jennifer Jason Lee. I think this is before he met uh, Greta. Uh, yeah. Uh, on the. Well, this is what I'm saying. He now. Oh well, yeah. Which broke up the relationship yeah. with Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. Um, but I um, when they're talking about, you know, I'll beat you beat you off. Mm, mm-hmm. the beaches and like, yeah beach off yeah. yeah you have a beach off i'm yeah. like going oh yeah that's that's bomb back that's bomb back yeah that is 100 bomb back yes that is well we'll find out it's the, not we'll find out it was totally greta gerwig and would be very wrong i mean but, that's um, just that's him saying that's them it's the badger and fox going what the cuss right yeah yeah um on and fantastic mr fox so that's how i saw it like all the goofy stuff. I think the other movie you have to take into context here, mm-hmm. this movie would have never have the plot would have never have happened had Lego movie not done it first. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also involving Will Ferrell. Yeah. Like it's, I think even the ringer has story on it, like how like he's now like the ambassador of, um, anxious white men play with <laughs> toys. Yeah. Um, and um, I, that's why I think it, this movie owes a lot to Lord and Miller. Oh, yes. And what they did with Lego movie. And the only reason why that's even on my mind is because the boys are into Legos right now. Gotcha. And Lego movie was, I, I think, yeah, it was a solid version of this. I, you know, the, the things like the beach off, things like, you know, just, I don't know. There there was something that was too, to me, too explicit, too blatantly explicit about the, like, the whole patriarchy thing and all of that. Like, I appreciate it. I'm there. I'm, I'm on the movie's side. Yeah. <laughs> You know, let me let me be upfront about that. I just think it could have been handled a little more elegantly. I think at the end of the day, you have to realize this is a movie about dolls. Yes, yeah, which I just inherently have a problem with anyway. Yeah. Um, that um, that being said, to me, I I I rated it three stars on Letterboxd. To me, okay. it's a three star film. I think it's a fine film. I just don't I don't think it. it I was again because of my reverence for those filmmakers and what they've done in the past i was really wanting to be blown away by it and i just wasn't i think well for one a lot of my um a lot of my um film was affected by the two four-year-olds sitting behind me and kicking the chairs <laughs> see i i don't think it's a movie for kids no no and that's it's funny as i was 
telling you off mic, I was out with a friend last night. Mm-hmm. He wants to take his one of his kids to see Barbie. I'm like, that's not. It's it's just not it's not a kids movie. It's not a kid movie. It's it's the furthest thing from a kid movie. And it makes me wonder what the what the uh what the Barney movie is going to be like. Oh, the Barney movie is going to be wild. And apparently Lena Dunham mm-hmm. is hard at work at the Polly Pocket. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> wow. So Daniel Kalula is working on the Barney movie. Apparently that I mean, the idea of that was already off the rails. Okay. But Leah Dom, apparently, Mattel is very happy really? with her take on Polly Pocket. Well, and I, it's going to be just as pointed. Um, well, probably, if not more so. Uh, more so. Barbie. Yeah. Than Barbie is. It's. I mean, they've got to be just trying to ramp these projects up at this point because... Um, I mean, my feelings on it aside, Barbie is a fucking juggernaut. It's made over a billion dollars, right? Uh, it's it's just insane. But um, I so I had like two four year old girls sitting behind me. I'm, I'm in the movie theater by myself, of course, because like on a Friday afternoon, and so it's kind of annoying me a little bit. But I mean. And the whole time I'm watching the movie, I just keep thinking like, it's it's the Lego movie. It's 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 a Upper East Side take mm-hmm. on the Lego movie. And me, keep in mind, I've never been to Manhattan in my life. Sure. Or you know, so or or it's like the Brooklyn take and thing. And as much as I um, and I like I love Margot Robbie. Not yeah. I, I liked her in this movie great yeah no she does all right yeah ryan gosling i'm sorry that man is that man was amazing yeah he was he was very good he he um he he understood the assignment he did (laughs) and uh a plus plus so (laughs) i I have to tell uh a story so i went to see barbie last night with my lady friend uh and another another friend um and just prior to us going, uh-huh. I happened to be sitting with my lady friend on the couch playing guitar. <laughs> Were you playing Matchbox 20? I was not. No. <laughs> I was playing my usual fare of, you know, mixing it up with some some squeeze tunes and some Billy Bragg and some Neil Finn in there. Uh, you know, my usual oeuvre, yeah. if you will. Uh, a sweet makes, melodic pop. Yeah, yeah. that uh, stuff that makes the uh, that makes the heart spoon and the panties drop. So, <laughs> this this friend of ours was was there at the time, uh, and so after the movie was over, he was like, "So, so what did you think about that part with there when they were playing guitars to the?" I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that part was funny to me, but it was so much funnier because of what had just happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think, so I think there's two things we have to keep in mind here. Mm-hmm. A. Also, I wasn't singing. I was just playing. Yeah. I and think, it wasn't at. It was two. <laughs> well, I think there's two things we have to keep in mind here. A. Um, this is a movie about fucking dolls. What? No, 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 no. It's not a movie about fucking dolls. That's an entirely different uh, Ryan yeah. Gosling movie. It's a movie about dolls. <laughs> My apologies. Yes. It's a movie about dolls. Mm-hmm. Children's playthings. Yes. The other thing we have to keep in mind here is that this movie was not for us as in cis white males. But I, I disagree. I think in many ways it, it was. I think I, I agree. You know, I agree with Marin about how this is, this is a film that probably should be seen by more white males oh i think there's a lot we can there's a lot i took from it um that i will always be the best friend of the hunky blonde <laughs> i assume i'm the hunky blonde in this situation sure <laughs> thanks for playing along very unconvincingly i will always be the friend of the ken sure or, or anything and but 
eventually I will probably find my own happiness, you know, but sure. Um, Oh, we didn't even mention Kate McKinnon. She was great. Oh, oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. She was good. I don't think I ever played with Barbies growing up. Did you? No, I, I played with transformers. Yes. And they make those movies. Yes. And there's no, there's no social commentary in them to be found anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) My, (laughs) if anything, it's, it's, racism and that and blowing shit up i mean unless you unless you provide your own social commentary on it then yeah, yeah it's 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 not part of the text i started losing interest the moment that Rhea perlman really she yeah. was a highlight for me well at the end she becomes being the highlight yeah and uh, just and when you see like what her purpose is and it's just this the movie's just it just it wants to be it wants to be uh, it's finding this balance between wanting to be a children's movie and an adult movie at the same time and i don't think it quite strikes that balance because i'll tell you what i've never grown so hard as i did at the point where you know the fucking heart pendant and (laughs) the feelings like yeah i'm sorry it's yeah I, i did i did you know at the end i found the gynecologist appointment uh, pretty funny. Yeah, I, I thought I was a good. Uh, that that I think that too was a bomba. Well, yeah, I, I think also the probably the Ken line of I have all the all the genitals, <laughs> all the genitalia. Yeah, I I I, I I'll, I'll tell you this. My prediction, my 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 theory is that he did not. He contributed not much. But I, yeah, enough I, to give him credit. Well, yeah, it's it in a collaboration like that. It's it's hard to hard to see what um what what was there. We can speculate, but also, I mean, if you take if you take Lady Bird into account and you take um, Gerwig's work prior to becoming a director, I mean, that's easily some of the lines where we're right now attributing to Baumbach could have totally been her. Yeah, I suppose. I'm thinking in particular of, of like Mistress America and Frances yeah. Ha. Um things like that where I, I think she has as much of that like quick mm-hmm. wit like uh, you know that that acerbic kind of uh tongue in cheek sort of thing. I I personally like I obviously I see why people are putting a like a political theme or a to or a societal theme to this movie. At the end of the day, it's about dolls. And that's the thing well, about the reason but, we're well, put- the thing is like the point of the movie is you can do what you want. Mm-hmm. Like Barbie he can be anything you want her to be. She can be and she can be president. She can be a businesswoman. She can have a beach. She can have some Malibu. Dream house, yeah, yeah. sure. But but at the end of the day, like, um, but I did, I was highly amused by what Ken took from the real world was, mm-hmm. what were books about the patriarchy and he, uh, what he took from that. I, yes. Well, and I, I liked that. I, I don't know. I, I thought. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I want to talk about some of the previews that I saw at that film, though. One in particular. Mm-hmm. Wonka. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's going to be a shit show. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm glad we're on the same page with it. Because I, I have, I, I'm watching that. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And what the fuck is Timothy Chalamet doing? Well, the only thing that gives me hope about this movie... Um, a, it's the people who for, who who brought us Paddington too, um, and um, Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa, uh, um, doing the thing. But I, I I have no desire to see that movie. No, I, that's that, I mean that is definitely the highlight for me of of if if I were to see it, it would only be to see Hugh Grant in that role. Yeah, exactly. Timothy Chalamet, uh, he he deserves so much more. Uh, but I, I understand he's at the point now where 
he can choose roles uh, that are to his liking. And uh, I don't know. It must be the money. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, well, I, I don't know that it is necessarily the money for him. Oh. You think he wanted to dress up in a big hat and dance around? like? I don't know. He seems to be making some some odd choices. I, I don't... I don't get what the big deal is with him, to be honest. Have you seen Call Me By Your Name? No, I haven't. Yeah, I think you need to see that before you... Uh, um, I understand, like, Dune um, is not a, a very good representation of his acting range. Um, and he's seen Lady Bird, though. He oh, he that. was all right in Lady Bird. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that's the thing is I... I I see that he's fine in things. I just don't get the big deal. I don't get why he's such a big deal. He looks good. So. Okay. You know, I, whatever. Doesn't do it for me. No. No. You know, you don't think that long curly haired. Well, uh, I already have that. Yeah. So. So you see him as competition. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's the competition. Yeah. You're like, well, why didn't they choose me for Wonka? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um going back on our um going back to our discussion on the weekend of of barbenheimer aka the weekend of insecure white men so i i was not able to do both in a single weekend i know many did i just don't think that the the the, the plan had been to do it um but sorry susan uh but with as long as Oppenheimer was, there was it was it was time for a break. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's and and that's not a knock on Oppenheimer because as I said, it's a masterpiece. I think it's one of Nolan's best. Why do you think it's one of Nolan's best? I think it's just he's he's bringing everything together. I mean, the fact that Oppenheimer has done as well as it has, and it's a movie that is not based in superhero IP yeah, or some kind of franchise IP. I think that that just speaks volumes to the quality of the film and the quality of, well, and also the fact that he's probably one of the last filmmakers where you can say, I need to go see the new Christopher Nolan. Tarantino, I think, and then Nolan are probably the two filmmakers and maybe Wes Anderson to a degree too. Mm-hmm. I, I'll go see a Wes Anderson movie. Yes, but on the scale yeah. of, I mean, because Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. and Tarantino does okay, mm-hmm. but nobody's nobody's doing the business that Nolan is. Nobody, mm-hmm. what, since maybe Spielberg? You know, since just like, you know, I'm going to go see the new Spielberg film. I don't think anyone cares about that anymore, about Spielberg. Uh, I, well, I mean, the, unfortunately, the box office for the Fablemans bears that out. But it's sort of a box office for, for West, West Side, Side Story, Story and, you know, for Ready last, Player One. And yeah. The last, all of which are, well, I haven't seen West Side Story, but I actually kind of like Ready Player One. Uh, I also, I, I loved the Fablemans. Yes. Um, I mean, it's not saying like, it's not a knock on Spielberg's work, mm-hmm. but I think... There's gonna one thing. I, so a few years ago, HBO did a documentary tribute to Spielberg. Right. And the thing that surprised me most about Spielberg about is that how hard it still is for him to get projects off the ground. Mm-hmm. He can't like there are movies he cannot get funding for. There are projects he's never been able to get funding for, which seems insane. Right. Because, um. Well, it does seem insane, but if you think about, like, you know, long term, I mean, for every Rares of the Lost Ark, you got a 1941 waiting in the wings. Uh, but I, I disagree, though. Oh, I, but I, uh, oh, there's more. And, and like, for every Ray Player One, you got a Warhorse or an Amistad. Uh huh. Like, which, again, are not like. I don't hate 1941. His batting average is pretty solid. I though. mean, quality-wise, his his batting average is 
I mean, seven hundred, eight hundred. As yeah, his stinkers you can probably count on one hand, and mm-hmm. even in that, there's some merit. Like when we talk about um, always Crystal Skull. Oh. I mean, I don't talk about no Crystal Skull is not. Bad. I I think Crystal Skull technically falls into the stinker category, and I say that as somebody who actually kind of likes it. No, I don't think it's a stinker. In fact, I think the reason why... It's a comparative stinker. If you compare it to Raiders, mm-hmm. and you even if you compare it to, uh, in the same breath, to um, to Last Crusade, it's a comparative stinker. I think, the re- I think yes, quality-wise, enjoyment, I mean, I still had fun with Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. Much more fun than I had with time, uh, Dial of Destiny. I'm Dial of Destiny could have been so fucking good. Um, I also don't hate Dial of Destiny though. I I don't. I I think I like Dial of Destiny better better than Crystal Skull. I think, and I think the reason why everyone gave Dial of Destiny such a pass is because no one like no one apparently likes Crystal Skull because. But like, why did they go like? No, I, I think that if you look at the two films, and, and again, this is way off of Oppenheimer, but if... if But we're not, but it's not. If if we're looking at Crystal Skull next to Dial of Destiny, there's something that's missing from Dial of Destiny, and what's missing is the Spielberg touch. Yeah. I think from a performance standpoint, Phoebe Bridgers is great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And... Uh, no, I just said the wrong name. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Uh, yes, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Thank you. I, Phoebe Bridgers is, of course, the singer. Um, <laughs> yes. But Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and, and I thought Harrison Ford was so keyed in. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's nothing like... He gave, he gave a performance that I haven't seen from him in, in some time. It, it felt like he wanted to be there. And if he <laughs> had had that in Crystal Skull, Crystal Skull would easily be better than... Than, uh, than Dial of Destiny. I, I'm think, like on a technical. Here, I'll make a comparison, and this is like probably a very she comparison. But the point, I, but it gets to a point that I want to make about this movie, and then we'll talk about, and then it will kind of lead into Oppenheimer. Sure. I'm going to compare Dial of Destiny to The Flash. Mm-hmm. Both, um, whereas technically Dial of Destiny is like. A plus, technically, and the technical aspect, like special effects, <laughs> some of the acting choices, and other, th- and some of the plot choices of the Flash, mm-hmm. C plus, uh-huh. maybe a C minus. Okay, I mean the special effects are bad, but fun. I, Flash gets fun in the script, imagination. Mm-hmm. B plus, no. A minus. Overall, I would say Dollar Destiny has a fairly by rote, you know, boring kind of story. Yeah, the story's boring as shit. But it's it's punched up by by Phoebe Waller Bridge. It's punched mm. up by Harrison Ford. It's punched up by Antonio Banderas. It's no, punched up by Matt Mickelson. Um, I will no no no. Antonio Banderas barely gets a punch in. I I enjoyed. He his maybe character. gets like a shot to the ribs I, if, if he's lucky. It was it was a good it was a good spice added to that film. That's all I want. I, I want more of that spice. Damn it! Well, I would have taken more for sure. I would have taken more, but it was there, and I appreciated it. I want more of that. I want more of Antonio Banderas. Damn it! Sure. I wanted to know like how does he know this guy, and I, there's so much more I wanted from like the Antonio Banderas. Mm-hmm. And um, at least with Flash, I got to, I will give them, um, I will give them an A for effort Mm -hmm. for making things fun and going places that I didn't expect them to go. But that movie is like, maybe like on the level, it's maybe about, I liked it, but it, it gets through that way on charm. Okay. <laughs> Whereas I were um, Indiana Jones. I, it didn't have much charm for me. Um, I think Phoebe Waller, Phoebe Waller bridge mm-hmm. and um, the cameos. 
make it um, give it a passing grade. Sure. But I did not. I think it is a serious lack of imagination in that movie. Yeah. Well, I also could have done without the time travel. Yeah. Or if they were going to time travel, don't go to fucking ancient <laughs> Greece, man. <laughs> All right. Oppenheimer. Um, but speaking of time travel, speaking yes. of World War II, speaking of Nazis. I fucking love Oppenheimer. It fucks hard. Yeah. I I went into that one with high expectations, and I left with my expectations surpassed. Yeah. I went in there with medium expectations. Really? Well, yeah. And again, it stems from a conversation I had last night about Nolan. Hmm. Now, again, you want to talk, compare Nolan to Spielberg. I can count the stinkers for Nolan on one hand too. But again, I think he's only got 10 films altogether. I'm sorry. I'm not seeing a stinker. Um, tenant. Okay. Well, you're wrong. No, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I beg to differ. You're um, wrong. and, um, I, I'm not a big fan of the prestige. Oh, really? Again, you're Hate wrong. the ending. Hate the ending. You're wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> the fucking clones. Okay, well, it's just like your opinion, man. Yeah, and that's fine, and that's your opinion too. You don't see me like saying you're see me saying you're a dumb dumb for <laughs> thinking that that his way out of his the the ending to his his movie was clones the whole time. That's a disappointment. And Dark Knight Rises. Um, okay, careful, buddy. <laughs> was slightly above mediocre. Whatever. Though I do, um, Bane. I'm sorry. I I love Tom Hardy. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 He. It was a gift. Yes. Bane was a gift. Bane was a gift. But um, I. I, I <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe the may, the weak point of that might have been Marion Cotillard. I I think the weak part was Joseph Gordon Levitt. Oh, oh yeah, I already forgot about him. Yes, that yeah. was the weakest point. That's well, I think we talked about this the last time I watched it. It's it's the first time I'd seen that film where I was just like, you know what that. That that just took me out of it. That whole thing I could have done without it. He was in an entirely different movie. Yeah, I, I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that movie. I I could have done without him, and at least if I knew there was going to be something else coming. Um, but I didn't get that. Um, this is like the proposed end of the trilogy, and mm -hmm. or if at some point. But it gave us the gift of Anne Hathaway riding that motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm sorry, but Michael Caine in that film too. His oh yeah, did we talk the scene about on this? the stairway? <laughs> I mean that the scene at the graveyard. I failed you, sir. Yeah, the the and the scene in the cafe too, where I just felt so happy for Alfred in that moment, where he was, where he looked up and saw. You know, Bruce, and he nods. Yeah. yeah. I think the greatest trick that that movie is that you think it's about Bruce Wayne, but it's really all about Alfred. Oh, oh it's totally about Alfred. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a great, it's a great film I from that standpoint. You, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's, I mean, following, I give a pass because it's the first movie. Sure. But, I mean, I can count like what, what three. But so uh, Oppenheimer gives us so many things. Mm hmm. It, I mean, just the, the, but to, just to talk about it from a technical standpoint and what he chooses to do with the, you know, with, with the, the, with sound and with the, the black and white versus color and, and, you know, the perspective of all of that. And also, not, you know, now all of that technical achievement aside. Just look at the acting. Killian Murphy needs to walk away with an Oscar from this. Oh, yeah. He's just fucking brilliant. Agreed. And Florence Pugh 
My God. <laughs> my. The, 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 I mean, the only, the, the scene where it's the two of them in the hotel room sitting naked in the chairs. Oh, my and God. And then it becomes Killian Murphy sitting naked in the, in the room being interrogated, basically, in the, you know, the not trial. Um, yeah. I mean, the weak point of the film, if, if I could find one chink in the armor, it's Emily Blunt's accent. Oh, see, the one chink for me in the armor and, um, and, and the armor, and I, I mean chink as in Bruce to the armor, not the Japanese. Yes, to be very clear, I'm talking about an actual, like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I thought Emily Blunt was underutilized throughout the entire movie up until uh, uh, I was like going, I'm thinking like as, as the movie is finally nearing its end, I'm like going, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking like it's, were they, was, was she ever like, why did you even bother? And then there's the one scene where the you scene know. with Bang yeah. Safdie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. For, there's that for sure. The handshake. And yes. The, and her like keeping her hand at her side, like refusing to shake his hand. Yes. And, but also the scene where she's she's being exam- you know like cross-examined um in the you know in the not courtroom during the not trial oh yeah they did interview. where where she just dresses down mm-hmm. the one guy and whose whose name i can't think of all of oh jason uh no, um jason clark yeah uh. well, well and, and and yeah just like tearing down his entire art you know talking about the poorly formed sentence and his attitude and all that it's that mm-hmm. was great um but it also gave us the gift of the tour de force performance of robert downey jr oh my god yes his easily his best like his best gig since i mean possibly kiss kiss bang bang yes what a gift I mean, we get to see him do something <laughs> to take on a character and to really like dig his teeth into it, and he is so fucking good. Oh my god, I, that's what I came away with. Like, if he does not get a supporting actor nom for this, oh yeah, yeah. Like this again, it's the promise. It's the promise we were given, like thirty years in ago. Chaplin. Yeah, yeah, like that he was indeed more than capable of pulling off something like this. And if he doesn't take this and run with it, and, you know, his next three, four films aren't great performances again, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be so fucking disappointed. This should have given him the courage to to do that. It seems like he was playing it so safe after Iron Man, where he's like, I have this image now, and I must be this great, you know, box office driving leading man. So he goes and does fucking Doolittle. But have you heard his take on that? No. So he he knows it sucked. <laughs> okay. So, but he he took so much like lesson from that hit, like that he can do movies like Oppenheimer now. Yeah. And I just I just hope he, he keeps, can be more adventurous in the projects. I keep I hope he keeps doing it because when he shows up like this, there's there's few people better. He's just so fucking good. He's gonna be in an HBO show soon. Oh really? And I. Th- has to do with the Vietnamese. It's based on this book I wanted to read. Um, and I can't think of it right now, but he, if you look up on YouTube, like see a preview of it, Mm -hmm. um, he, he doubles down on the, you know, um, a moral man performance. Like he's definitely, he's left Tony Stark behind. He's left, Mm -hmm. He's left the the armor and the cartoon characters gone. They're gone. Well, and he's to Thank be God. fair to that. I, you know, we talk about how Marvel has gone downhill. I, a lot of it has to do with the fact that that you know we don't have an Iron Man anymore, like a, a Robert Downey Jr. doing doing things. He he was great as Tony Stark. It's just he became so singly identified with that because of the franchise that it was hard to do anything else. But yes, I, I do I, I do hope that this has given Yeah, I'm I'm excited for what RDJ has. Mm-hmm. 
up his sleeve. Um, but yeah, I, I, so I saw it like in IMAX mm-hmm. 70 millimeter. Mm-hmm. And of course my, I'm like a row F or G or H. Like, sure. Cause it was nearly sold out. If not yeah. sold out. Yeah. It was like a Thursday morning. It was nearly sold out. Wow. And I kind of cranked my head, uh, all the way there. And the first thing I notice is it's very dusty in their projection room <laughs> because the the dust just is magnified. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need to clean out that projector. <laughs> like someone's not cleaning that projector. Well, I mean, how much business is IMAX doing out? I mean, this has got to be the most successful film in IMAX. Well, I, I suppose... Yeah. I don't know how Way of Water did. I know that was that did all right in IMAX. I'm sure it but... did fine. Like I, I'm like people. If you get the right thing, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, my, so that was but um, that and for me the I don't know how you saw it, but the formats just changed. It went from like super widescreen to 190 to mm-hmm. one four like it did that pre-rap I didn't notice it doing that in the standard version um so that was a little distracting but it, you know you get used to it mm-hmm. I um I think the other disappointment for me um was just because the lead up to the atomic, the, the explosion mm-hmm. at uh, um, White Sands. Sure. Uh, I expected like something like amazing. And it was like just like a fire up in the air. But I liked the sound of it. Yes. And it was completely silent. And then it, yeah, it emerges. Yeah. I found that like a little, I don't know. I, when you compare it to the episode eight of Twin Peaks <laughs> revival, have you you know what I'm talking about? Off the top of my head, I do not. I have not. Have you I watched? watched the, I watched the revival once, all the way through. It's, yes, it's the it's the black and white episode. Oh yes, okay, yes, I know what you're talking about. Then yes, yeah. When you compare it to that and like the hell that like that unleashed, mm-hmm. and um. I just kind of felt a little underwhelmed by it. But the movie itself, and I want to see the movie again. Yes, I intend to see it again. So let's just run down also some of the surprises in this. Surprises for me. Um, I think Matt Damon was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I thought he turned in a really solid performance. Matt Damon. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Josh Hartnett. Not prepared for him to be what he was or not really prepared for Hartnett at all, to be honest. You know, it's so funny. So Kristen actually went to see it the day after I did, but mm-hmm. in Nebraska and it didn't hit me that Josh Hartnett was even in the movie until she told me he was in the moment where like he's in really, that. You didn't recognize him. I did not recognize Josh Hartnett. I recognized him right away. I was like, Hey, that's, that's Josh Hartnett. What the fuck is he doing here? <laughs> How's Josh Hartnett doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and I had to look up. But I thought he did a great job. Yeah. I, I had never thought previously he was anything more than a face, and I thought he was good in this. Mm-hmm. Well, what's funny is I didn't even realize Gary Oldman was in it. Oh man, him as 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 uh, as Truman. Yeah, I yeah. didn't realize he was that was Gary Oldman. So good, so good. Oh man, just that little that what you get one scene with him and he fucking kills it. I know. You know he really um in real life he did call Oppenheimer like a pussy or something. Truman did? Yeah. I thought you were saying Gary Oldman did. Um <laughs> Well, yes. <laughs> no. I think Gary Oldman has has uh has won that right to call us all pussies. Uh, very possibly, yeah. Uh, Casey Affleck, great. Yes. Rami Malek, I never like. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I never like him. Even, even uh, in, uh, as I've mentioned, I, how much I love No Time to Die. Even in that, I just. I like the one scene. He gets thanks to most of that one big scene he's in. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's all right. He doesn't, he's fine. 
I have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody, by the way? I have not. Okay. If there's any reason to see that movie, there's two reasons to see that movie. Mm-hmm. One, um, Mike Myers is in it. Okay. Um, and it's iron and his placement is the most ironic place possible. Okay. Um, and two, Rami Malek's actually like really good in it. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't. Uh, um, and I think he made the most of what he had in that movie. Yeah. No, he did. A, he it was all right. Uh, he didn't. He didn't take away from it for me. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, always love to see him. Yes, he, he's great. You know, make, you know, making making a meal out of every moment he has. Yeah, I mean, just bringing a huge ham sandwich onto the screen and eating it right in front of us. Yeah, <laughs> does it perfectly every time. Benny Safdie, I thought was great. Oh yes, yes, Benny. Um, I enjoyed Benny. Um, I agree with everybody's assessment that Tom Conti has finally erased. Uh, you know, uh, the Einstein that everybody thinks of, um, from IQ fucking, why can't I think Walter of Matthau. Walter Matthau? Yeah. He's finally erased Walter Matthau as, as, uh, as Einstein. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the ones that I don't know, I, well, oh, and Alden Ehrenreich. Oh Yeah. Definitely redeems himself for something. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Big I was time. like, good job, kid. Like, yeah, you, know. you did. Yeah. You did. I knew he had him. Yep. And you know, and he did well. You know who shocked me a bit just by... A, by, a, by his being there? By a, showing... Not Alden, but... It's it's not Tony Goldwyn, is it? No, I'm not surprised he was in there. I was a little surprised. Matthew Modine? Um, that surprised me a bit, too. Because he... Well, he is... I mean, he's kind of a Nolan player now because yeah. he was in Dark Knight Rises. But he, I, Modine, I think is great in this. Um, James Remar. Yes. yes, yes, yeah. He looked like Nolan has like this knack of bringing back people who should have never have left. Right. So whether it's your Tom Berengers, mm-hmm. whether it's your Eric Robertses, or or whatever, and for for Oppenheimer, he brought back. James Remar, who again never really left, right? And unless you like are you know big movie, you know big B movie guy, you never know who he is. He just right. shows up and stuff. And I read that his line about not bombing Kyoto mm-hmm. improvised, right? Well, because he did the research and he's like, "Hey, this guy vacation, you know, like honeymooned," and then he's like, "Oh, and I want to use that." And Nolan was like, oh, "You know, like okay." I mean, there's one man who understood the assignment. Mm-hmm. James Remar. Yes. Understood the assignment. Yeah. And he does a great job. He's just got the one scene, but fucking kills it. Yes. I, I God bless him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for a movie about that's essentially about a glorified project manager. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I, I thought this was really good. I, I, I you know, here's the thing. So I, I, I love science. I'm not, you know, a huge, I, I get excited by science and the idea that they're talking about this, you know, and the, 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 the off viewed scene or the off shown scene of, of, um, you know, Killian Murphy and, and Matt Damon talking about how, um, there's an, uh, almost no chance that it's going to like burn the atmosphere. Yeah. And, you know, Matt Damon saying, well, I, I would like, you know, there being no chance of that happening yeah. um, is, is that these are people working completely in theory. Nobody had done this before mm-hmm. and they're, they're essentially flying blind. They're going off of the math. They're going off of theory. They're going off of what the, all of the equations say things should be, but until they actually have the thing done and use it, they don't know. And the point is, too, is that, and, and Oppenheimer knows this, is like, though we created this thing, we should have never have, like, done it. Right. I mean, it's it's the idea of the Cold War, right? We yeah. have all of the, you know, everybody has so many nuclear missiles, and the threat of it is the fact that we have them, not that, the, that we're going to use them. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but of course, there was always the very real concern that somebody would just get, you know, you know, irritated and hit the button, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I think the point 
is the point he makes too is like, so the Germans have surrendered. Mm-hmm. And it'll be any moment now when the Japanese surrender. No. He, he ma- they that, make the, the point, point was made, yes. That they make the point that the Japanese never would have surrendered. surrendered. Yeah. Or they, they were told that the Japanese never surrendered. We'll never know. This is true. Yes. But I, I, but I think Oppenheimer knew, and the point that it starts making is that Oppenheimer knew that we should have never unleashed it. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess we have this. We can keep this a secret, <laughs> you know, yeah. that we did this. And nobody has to know. And as soon as like all that happens, like um, nah, we need people to know that we did this. Yeah. And we're going to do it in the most gruesome ass way possible. Yeah. Yeah. And then once he knows what happens, he feels the most disturbing scene of everyone getting blown away as he shots his conversion. He he knows what he did. Yeah. So, and I think, um. I think if there's any theme that uh, sort of unites the two movies that we're discussing here, it's just, it's insecure white men. <laughs> um, Indeed. You know, dropping their bombs, <laughs> whether it be truth bombs. But I, I, I think there's, you know, if we're comparing the two in quality of film, it's, it's very clear that Oppenheimer walks away handily with the, and that's just the some, achievement. And you know what? For all the for all the women listening, I think they would expect two white guys to say probably, yeah. And you know what? Um, but I think at the end of the day, um, I'm. I just I I also, I also want to make it clear. I have no problem. I'm completely on the side, you know, uh, ideologically of everything that was expressed in Barbie. Oh yeah. I, I just I, was disappointed because of the people involved. I just wanted it to be so much more. Well, I think next for Greg Gerwig is she's now adapting the Narnia books. I heard about that. For Netflix. Yeah. Uh, oh, for Netflix. Can't this show also the f- the the phenomenal box office that Oppenheimer and and Barbie have pulled off that we don't need to be putting things on streamers so much anymore? Can't we just fucking put things in theaters? Yeah. I don't know why we can't. Maybe Netflix will release them into theaters. Uh, Netflix seems to do that at least in a limited run because I did see White Noise in the theater. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just... Well, I mean, <laughs> we're not going to get anything for a while too because the WGA and the NSEG after are on strike for well, the foreseeable future. And there's no plans for a Barbie too. I don't know how you. I don't know how you do a sequel from that. Yeah, I don't know either. Like, what are you gonna like? What, and what I don't think it's necessary that? either. Do you do one on Midge? <laughs> yeah, to, uh, no, I know. Yeah, like, what do you? What do you do your story on? Do you, like? Do you, is it Midge? Is it? Uh... All right, let's do recommendations. <laughs> let's get out of this conversation. <laughs> but you know, yeah. Well, what's the see? Wait, I gotta ask. What's the sequel to Oppenheimer look like? There's no sequel to Oppenheimer. There isn't. No, no. There's Oppenheimer's a one and done. Yeah. I, what do you do? Oppenheimer rises. <laughs> 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 or like, what's the spinoff of that? You know, uh, you get one on the Bernie Safdie character. Yeah, ben, uh, Bernie, Benny, Benny Safdie. It's Benny. Benny. Yeah. Oh, you know what I was really excited by in the theater. Walking or walking to to the the screening um, was the the poster for the Ethan Cohen film. Ah, uh, yeah, Drive Away Dolls. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, me too. So, um, but all right, recommendations. Yeah, cool. go go. No, you go. No, you go. All right. My recommendation is Ballad of Darren, the album by Blur. The first album in, you know, eight years or whatever. Um, And it's going to be a short and sweet recommendation because you either like Blur or you don't. So I'm not going to try to convince anybody who doesn't love great pop music, you know, especially Britpop, to to go listen to Blur if if you're not on that wavelength. But I will say, for those of you that do like that type of music, and Britpop, Britpop in particular... That the Ballad of Darren is the best Blur album since Park Life. Damn. 
Wow. Yeah. It's bold. I, I think it's their finest. It's It feels... It just feels like a whole band album. And there are some touches of some strings and some other kind of, you know, orchestrations in there. But the core of that band is down to the four lads. And it's all the better for it. it and it feels unfettered by production. It's just down to the songwriting and down to the musicianship of those four guys. And it's fucking great. Wow. That is a bold claim, my friend. Mm-hmm. Though, like, Park Life's your favorite? I would say so. I, I Park Life and I, you know, the, the self-titled album. There are a lot of songs I love on that. Thirteen. There are a lot of songs I, I love on that as well. It's their. It's their kind of. You know, almost like their grunge album. It's their. It's almost like their wilderness album. Yeah. There are things that I like about um, uh, Think Tank. There are some tracks that I really like off yeah. of the Big Tank. Off of I think Ball. is the Magic Whip and Magic Whip. Yeah, yeah, Magic Whip and Think Tank. I think are the weakest Blur albums of the bunch, but there's no uh, bad one. Certainly. Well, there. Are, I don't love the first couple. Uh, you know, there are some highlights on there. I don't think they hit their stride until Park Life. Right. Um, Great Escape has a lot of good ones on there. But yeah, you want to go end to end. I think Park Life is their best, mm-hmm. and I think that Ballad of Darren is right up there. Yeah, fair. So that's my recommendation. If you like good pop music, Ballad of Darren is up your alley. Um, I'm gonna go the opposite end of the spectrum. Okay. Of musically, um, while you call Blur pop, I, I have, do call Blur pop. I would call it alternative, and that's okay. It's okay. All right. Because I'm going to recommend a pop banger. (laughs) Okay. I'm once again. Do it. I'm once again saying how much I love an Olivia Rodrigo song. Wow. I'm highly recommending the song Bad Idea Right by Olivia Rodrigo came out yesterday. Okay. As of this recording. And it has a story about getting back together with your ex and it's just like this little little rock ditty that is a lot of fun um very much i guess you could say it's like taylor swift with more f words f bombs huh um i know i haven't listened to an entire swift album in quite some time i've never listened to an entire swift album so I have no reference point to be honest. I've 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 heard a I've couple listened of songs, songs here and in its there. entirety. And I like that record. Okay, and it's fine. I, I again like anyone can like what they like. I'm not here to yeah. Like, but seriously, like I remember a year or two ago, I I sat here before you and told you how much I loved um, Driver's License, the yes. first song. Yeah. Well. Shit, if she doesn't top herself with her second album, there's gonna, I think her second album is not gonna be a slump. I think it's gonna be good to know. I haven't listened to the first one, and you're, and you're not gonna listen to the second one, probably not. No, it's but, possible. Who knows? Hey, I, I want have coasters you, now. Yeah, well, <laughs> I want you to know, <laughs> I want you to know, Puppy in a Truck. Yeah, I Song of the Summer, it. Song of the Summer. Yeah, so I listen to you. Yeah, and I always do. Yeah, you're you're a, a much more open-minded individual than I. <laughs> I I have to be. I I have to. I'm like simply because like I got kids, man. <laughs> Fair <laughs> like, enough. Like I have to like keep my mind open to Pokemon and mm. whatever like BS they're like learning about now and I have to pretend that I like it. Sometimes I do. I do not like, po- I will, I will kind of like Pokemon for the boys, but no, I'm not. <sighs> well, all right. I think that about does it then. Puts a bow on it, baby. Indeed. So we got Ballad of Darren and we've got, what was the Olivia Rodrigo? <laughs> see, see, see how much you remember that. I remember the name. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about that. 
Yeah, I'm so proud. <laughs> um, uh, bad idea, right? Bad idea, right? Question okay. mark. Okay, bad idea, right? Yes. Is there a comma in there? Or is it bad idea? Right? There's no comma. Okay. The only punctuation is the question mark. Is the question the mark. So you gotta at least give it one listen. I think. You'll all right. Kinda... I will do that. So. I will commit to giving it at least one listen right here on these mics. Okay. I'm not gonna listen to it on the mics, but. I'm committing to listening to it. Okay. So, and then next week we'll talk about uh, You Hurt My Feelings. Not next week, but next two weeks. Next yes. two weeks. Uh, right. We, because we need to, you know, as <laughs> much like one of my favorite pod, podcasts, Blank Check, once we've done a miniseries on a filmmaker or uh, on a band or whatever, one of our miniseries, um, if they release something new, we've got to cover it. Uh, so I have already seen and loved You Hurt My Feelings. You, not so much, so you're waiting until you can rent it. So it's a continuation of our Left of Hall of Center <laughs> uh, series from a while back. That would have been a great name if, if you had thought about it at the time. Way to think about it after the fact. That's um, where all my great ideas come too late. After. <laughs> Damn. Right, so we're going to cover You Hurt My Feelings. I kind of want to watch it again. Um, August 22nd, it's available for rental. Yeah. I don't think I don't think my lady friend has seen it. That would be a good one to rent for that reason. Yeah. 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 All right. So we're going to talk about that next time. And uh, until then, keep it mental, Platypeeps. peeps.